Namu myo horenge kyo, namu myo horenge kyo, namu myo horenge kyo. Hi friends, how are you doing? I hope you're in good health and secure. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for your practice. We are continuing, actually we're going to end or finish, I should say, uh, the Avalokitesvara chapter, um, Hearer of the World's Sounds. Now, you'll notice, I certainly noticed, that um, it, there's a lot of repeated uh, statements that speak to the early teachings in this particular chapter and in some others, but um, it's not consistent. And I think, because as I've already discussed, Avalokitesvara is a bodhisattva who's been around a while, and because he represents our steadfastness, right? I think uh, the point he's making by using these, using these references to old age, death, sickness, all that, uh, calls back to early teachings, uh, is that he's recalling that he's never deviated from this. That from the very earliest teachings, the idea of having an appropriate mindset, a determination, a resolve is absolute key to achieving this transformation of consciousness, of mind. Hmm? That to just casually, and this is true, we know this, if you've lived for uh, any length of time, <laughs> anyway, certainly in your teens, uh, you discovered pretty early on as a young adult that some things may come easily to you because you have that facility or that, what we'd say, karmic disposition toward doing certain things. But then other things, which, because we're samsaric beings and we always want to uh, have more, do more, uh, we try things that we think that we would really... Um, enjoy either participating, having, somehow accruing more, right, desire. And we find that some things require quite a lot of effort. And so this is that point, this, this aspect of which we draw from our, our lives, energies that we take from our karmic amalgam, yeah, massive as it is, and we connect the dots within our karma, our energetic combinations, right? And we find energies that support extending our abilities. But that takes effort. It doesn't just happen like snapping your fingers, right? Well, if you're going to attain a different facility of mind, Right? You've heard it before. You have to exercise the mind. Just as as we get older, it's good to read a book now and again. Not, not because I'm preaching about reading a book, but um, read a book, not only reading a book, but reading a book on a different subject that you're not accustomed to. Uh, learning a new hobby, simple or, or complex. It doesn't matter. The point is that that is an important physical biological, electromechanical connection we make with our minds 
to make new associations. Not only, you know, synapses in the brain and so forth, but what, what makes those new connections happen, right? This is, I like the Chinese concept of Tai Chi. Tai Chi Chuan is Tai and Chi. Tai is, is a consciousness, a, a conscious effort being made, a volition. Chi is the elect, bioelectrical energy used to formulate that will, that action, that will to action, that idea. And Chuan is making a fist or trans, transmitting all of that will with energy to manifest. It's very much like Buddhism, right? Quiescent en energy, formations, form. Yeah? Well, it requires effort. It doesn't just happen on its own. Other than we are just plummeting through time-space, as I've described before, with this amalgam of karma that we have instantiated in this human form. And if that's all you do in life, it's kind of a tragic loss of opportunity, isn't it? Because this rare opportunity to be this amalgam of karma, to emerge a consciousness, a ninth consciousness, an eighth consciousness, a seventh consciousness, the mind, the sentient mind, right, to perceive this engine of life. It's the only reason we're here, is to observe this incredible, amazing process of life. And that is our Buddha awakening, our Buddha-ness, our, our keen observer in the moment, right? I'm working on a, another visual presentation uh, to deal with this moment, cravings, clinging, past, future, present. It can get confusing. And I think sometimes just an illustration and I have a different idea this time, and I kind of like it, but I need a little more thought on it before I put it together and present it to you. So all of that is to say, in the Avalokitesvara Bodhisattva chapter, Shakyamuni is making a very big point of this not being anything new, number one. Number two, absolutely critical to success, of anything, but certainly our self-enlightenment, right? And so we were in the verse portion when we last spoke, and so I'm going to continue with that. And I'll back up just, uh, let's see, yeah, one, I'll, one gatha, so that we can get a flow. If there are lizards, snakes, vipers, or scorpions, whose breath is poisonous like a flaming smoke, if you contemplate the power of Avalokitesvara, the hearer of the world's sounds, the paying attention to the present and our effort to immerse ourselves in it, right? Because we're pulled out of the present all the time by clinging to the past or craving toward the future. Those are projections. We don't know the future, but we like to project into it, right? that takes us out of what's actually happening. 
So Avelokatasvara, the hearer of the world sounds, is a moment-to-moment hearing, right? He doesn't hear the past. He doesn't hear the future. He's busy listening now. Hmm? Don't get hung up on the now thing. I've already talked about that. But it's useful when we're dissecting our clinging and craving. I'm still thinking about the diagram. Sorry. If thunder resounds, lightning flashes, hail falls, and the great rain pours out of the clouds, if you contemplate the power of Avrudikitesvara, they will disappear immediately. Is that to say that you can stop the rain from falling from the sky? I, I bring it to mind again. Buddhism is about the mind. You ever felt in your mind like all hell is breaking loose? That could be weather, that could be earthquakes, that could be any number of things that really rattle you, right? That's what he's talking about. And he's saying, if you contemplate the power of the hearer of the world's sounds, in other words, the effort, the attention, the resolve, then all those clouds, mental clouds, quote-unquote, they recede because they're not... They're illusions, they're attachments, they're not real. But your effort is always real. Hmm? Your concentration, let's say. If sentient beings are in great adversity and immeasurable pain afflicts them, the wonderful power of the wisdom of Avalokitesvara, the hearer of the world's sounds, can relieve the suffering of the world. Endowed with transcendent powers and having fully mastered wisdom and skillful means in all the worlds of the ten directions, there is no place where he will not manifest himself. There's no situation in your sentient mind or any other living beings where focus, concentration, toward our maximal potential isn't useful. Can't argue that, right? The suffering of those in the troubled states of being, the states of being, hmm? hell dwellers, hungry ghosts, and animals, right? There we go with the realms again. People under these Trouble states of being every moment, 3,000 influences, they choose to gravitate toward hell, hunger, animality, right? And the suffering of birth, old age, illness, and death. See, there's the recall. In other words, you could replace that sentence with the cycle of birth and death, birth, death, birth, death, birth, death, birth, death. Hmm? will gradually be extinguished. We, over time, the more we enlighten our Buddha mind, truthfully open the eye of our Buddha mind, influencing all of our other consciousnesses, all of, therefore, all of our other filters and experiences of quote-unquote time, moments, hmm? in a flow and a momentum, 
He who perceives the world with truth and purity and vast knowledge and with benevolence and compassion should be ever longed for and looked up to. He is the spotless, pure ray of light, a sun of wisdom that destroys the darkness, a flame with, that withstands the winds of calamity. He brilliantly illuminates the entire world, his will, the essence of his will, the essence of which is compassion, shakes like thunder, and the mind of mercy is like a beautiful overspreading cloud which pours the Dharma rain of immortality and extinguishes the flames of desires. We've been talking about this for the last few chapters, haven't we? Brilliant flames, illuminations. This is all about spreading the truth and clarity of Buddha. It's not about light bulbs and fires and, right? It's about illumination, enlightenment. In a dispute before judges or fearful in the midst of battle, if you contemplate the power of the hearer of the world's sounds, all enemies will flee away because your determined self-enlightenment is a clear, pure thing. All of the illusions, they just, there's no reason for them. They, they just dissipate, yes? I can't wait to do this illustration. <laughs> he has a wondrous voice, the voice of one who perceives the world, a voice like Brahma's, a voice like the rolling tide, a voice unsurpassed in this world. For this reason, you should always contemplate him. You should have no doubt, even for a moment. The pure seer, Avalokitesvara, will be a refuge when suffering distress or the misery of death. He is endowed with every quality, sees the sentient beings with his benevolent eyes, and his ocean of merit is immeasurable. For this reason, you should pay homage to him. And why is Avilokitesvara, hearer of the world's sound, so important? He sounds like a Buddha. Well, the point is, with this kind of contemplation, with this kind of homage, with this kind of respect, with this kind of consideration constantly, to be aware purely in the moment, well, that's the way we open our Buddha eye. So, of course, it sounds like Buddha. At that time, Bodhisattva Dharamdara arose from his, his seat, went before the Buddha and said to him, O Buddha, if there are any sentient beings who hear of this chapter on the Bodhisattva hearer of the world sounds, and these effortless deeds, the manifestation of the gateway to all directions, and the transcended powers know that their merit will not be little. When the Buddha taught the chapter, The Gateway to Every Direction, the thought of incomparable highest complete enlightenment 
awoke in 84,000 sentient beings in the assembly. And that's how he closes this chapter. So you could really see this whole chapter being about get serious, commit. And whenever you're in trouble, question your commitment. Recommit. Right? Next chapter. I don't know if you've been looking forward to this one or not, but I have. For the longest time in my practice, I had a problem with this chapter. Really, really uh, did not like it at all. It had some tastes, some, you know, you eat something. Well, I like food, so. And you're not sure you like it. And then you try it again and you think, there's just something about it that just, ugh, right? That's what this next chapter 26 was for me. The title of which is Dharani. And I just put up a video a few days ago on this term, Dharani. So I have a much more clear understanding of what it means. And I've actually found some translations of these, into these sounds made in the incantations of Dharanis. But the whole concept of Dharani is, is quite interesting, and it relates to us, well, it's in the Lotus Sutra, it relates to our practice, Nichiren's doctrine, because of the Daimogu. All right? Another dimension to what the Daimoku, and Nichiren talks about it all the time, but we don't really dive into it. If you understand the Dharani, you'll have a greater depth, a more profound understanding of how the Daimoku works. Hmm? All right, but that's next time for today. Uh, we ended this or finished this rather quickly. I tried to round it out with some uh, conceptual thought. Hopefully that was useful. You got some insights from it. If I stirred something up and uh, that you're not certain about, by all means, use the uh, comments. Let me know. Or, or email me if you feel more comfortable doing that at TLK Sylvain, right? Gmail. Uh, other than that, check out all the links in the description for ways to support our effort here. Don't forget, a few seconds, like and subscribe. Both of those very uh, useful for the uh, propagation of this resource and the growing of our Sangha. It's a very Bodhisattva thing to do. But if you can, if you have the uh, fortune, to, and if it's useful, you can get ebooks, print books, mandala, lots of free stuff. The podcasts are all free of each of these videos. Uh, so there's a bunch of those. Um, and uh, threefoldlotus.com, of course, lots of free information there. You can download, read, whatever you like, and links to all this other stuff. So um, in the meantime, please take care of your health. Keep your practice strong. Savor it. Take your time and really Avilokitasvara it. Yeah? Be conscious in each moment. Yeah, maybe I'll get that uh, diagram thing done by the next time I, I'll do a video. Um, I just like it so much. I'll share it with you. You tell me if it's worthwhile or not. I think any aid that helps us to understand what it is we're doing... Um, is going to be useful for some, maybe not all, but that's okay, right? I mean, if all we do is securely, and I mean, 
over time, spend the nurturing time required and, and help someone else discover their path to enlightenment, then we've accomplished our, our Buddhist goal, yes? And the more we can do that, of course, hey, don't stop with one. But if that's all you can do, that is incredible. That is wonderful. Because that's your life condition growing, right? More complete manifestation of your potential. That's what it's all about. I will see you in the next one. Looking forward to it. Bye for now. <laughs>